Let's go back to June of 1982. Israeli songwriter Ehud Manor was sitting with his wife Ofra watching footage of Israeli soldiers entering Beirut as the Lebanon war unfolded on TV. Ehud Manor started to cry. According to his wife, he yelled, I can't take it. And then he began jotting down words on a piece of paper. Ainli eretz acheret, gam im admatibo eret, rak milab ivrit choderet, el orkai, el nishmati, beguf koev, belev raev, kanhi beti. I have no other country, even if my land is aflame. Just a word in Hebrew pierces my vein and my soul. With a painful body, with a hungry heart, here is my home. These words became the chorus of the song, Ainli Eretz Acheret, I Have No Other Country. I don't know when I learned it, but it's in my internal playlist of classic Israeli songs. And the song echoed in my mind the spring and the summer with one small change. I have no other country, even if my land is aflame, just a symbol pierces my veins and my soul. And that symbol is the flag, the flag of Israel, the white and the blue and the stripes and the Magen David. So often it pierces my veins and my soul. What does the sight of an Israel flag make you feel? Let me describe two experiences from this past year. The first is that in the span of 48 hours in April, I visited Auschwitz twice. First, I went on a Monday. The weather was terrible. It was damp, it rained, the sky was gray, I felt uncomfortable, I cried a lot. So much of that experience resonated for me unexpectedly as a woman and as a mother. It was awful. The teens on the March of the Living, they behaved well. But Auschwitz is described as hell on earth for a reason. I returned the next day with close to 10,000 other Jews, mostly teenagers from all over the world. It was Tuesday, but it was also Yom HaShoah. And the sun was out, and the sky was a stunning shade of blue. It was the exact same color as the blue March of the Living jackets that we all wore, and the same blue as the Israel flags that were everywhere. We held Israel flags. We draped ourselves in Israel flags. This flag, our flag, the Israel flag, united Jews from all over the world at the sight of one of the worst atrocities to happen to our people. I don't think I've ever seen so many Israel flags outside the state of Israel before. The contrast from Monday to Tuesday was mind-boggling. On the first day, our tears added to the rain pouring down from the sky as we focused on our tragic losses. But the next day, we celebrated Am Yisrael Chai. Nearly 80 years after the end of the Shoah, the flag of Israel, the flag of Israel, connected young Jews from all over the world at Auschwitz. The sight pierced my veins and my soul. Here's the second experience. In July, my family booked a hotel room in Tel Aviv, one block inland from the United States Embassy branch office right on the beach. And from our hotel room, we could see a gathering of people protesting. When we reached the corner of Trumpledore and the beach, we heard and we saw the protests in its fullest of forms. 
t-shirts with various expressions, the chanting of Demokratia, and that same flag. Only this time, it mirrored the sky above and the sea behind. Seeing all of these flags in person, but not in video or in print, it brought me back to Auschwitz. But in my head, I returned to Auschwitz on that Tuesday in the sunshine, not on Monday, because once again, the Israel flag united our people. It unified our people. Full disclosure, I'm the type who gets emotional when I see an LL plane anywhere in the world on the tarmac. Not that we see that here in Toronto anymore. Seeing that flag on an airplane makes me yearn to return to Israel. I'm also the person who gets excited when I see the Israel flag at the Olympics, especially since we don't see that so regularly. The flag of Israel is one of the world's most cherished and unifying symbol for Jewish people. It is more prominent than the Chai, the Chamsa, the Menorah, or even the face of Theodor Herzl. Initially a Jewish emblem in Prague, what we now know as the Israel flag, made its first appearance in the U.S. in 1845. By the 1890s, the Israel flag as we know it became internationally known as a Jewish symbol. It flew at the second Zionist Congress in Basel. Jonathan Sarna teaches that it was also flown at the 1904 World's Fair in St. Louis in the Hall of Nations, providing official public recognition and a national leg legitimization for the Zionist project. The flag symbolized the rebirth of the scattered Jewish nation. Herzl's dream was becoming a reality, aspiration inch closer to realization when those early flags were raised. On October 28, 1948, six months after the birth of the country, Joseph Sprinzak, the first speaker of the Knesset, made a proclamation officially installing the flag of Israel. The Provisional Council of State hereby proclaims that the flag of the State of Israel shall be, I'm skipping the actual dimensions, in the middle of the white background between the two blue stripes and at equal distance from each stripe is a Star of David composed of six dark sky blue stripes which form two equilateral triangles, the bases of which are parallel to the two horizontal stripes. I shivered the first time I read that proclamation because I felt FOMO for not being alive in 1948 because flags have power. Flags are used as a symbolic identification for countries and groups and organizations, both nationally and internationally. Here in Toronto, 90 years ago, the Christie Pitts riot began after a group of young men unfurled a flag-like banner with a black swastika at the park following a softball game, which featured a team of mostly Jewish teenagers. Seeing a swastika on a flag is so triggering that our member Sam Rosenthal, co-creator of the immersive play about the riot, used a simple black banner instead of the swastika in his production because that particular flag makes us more than uncomfortable. Now, I'm aware that some of our younger people are ambivalent or conflicted about the Israel flag. That's an important sermon for another day. But for the majority of diaspora Jews, the Israel flag triggers us in a prideful way because it is a symbol of both the aspiration and the realization of the Jewish homeland and the Zionist dream. It also unites Jews from different communities around the world. But here's our challenge. 
As Rabbi Ed Feinstein said, we are in the greatest spiritual crisis in the history of the state of Israel since the founding, since 1948. Leah Solomon explains the current situation well. She writes, the current struggle in Israel can be broadly understood as two camps competing over different visions for Israel's future. The Jewish camp, the governing coalition and their supporters, is occupied primarily with further entrenching their vision for the Jewish nature of the state. While the democracy camp, the opposition parties and those protesting in the streets, is more focused on bolstering democratic values and institutions. What is astounding is that in Israel, both sides have claimed the Israel flag as its symbol. It's not like in the US where the right basically hijacked the red, white, and blue. The American flag has become the symbol of the far right south of the border. In Israel, the flag is the symbol of the struggle on both sides. I am a Jewish Democrat, both, and I want to reclaim and unite both of Leah Solomon's terms. I hope that the other side wakes up and remembers Ain Li Eretz Acheret for all of us in Israel and diaspora jury. We need this country for all of us regardless of our politics or where we place ourselves on the religious spectrum. Back when we had a flag but didn't yet have a country, the symbol on the flag, the Magen David, was used against us. It was used to break us down. Listen to these words that Gershom Shalom wrote in 1949. Even Zionism did not do so much to confer the sacredness of a true symbol on the shield of David as did that mad dictator who made of it a badge of shame for millions of our people, who compelled them to wear it publicly on their clothing as the badge of exclusion and of eventual extermination. Under this sign, they moved along the road of horror and degradation, struggle and heroism. If there be such a thing as a soil that grows meaning for symbols, this is it. A sign that in our day was sanctified by suffering and torture has won its right to be the sign that will light up the road of construction in life. You know, now when we see a photograph of a Magen David on a black and white picture or we see a faded yellow armband in a museum, something uncomfortable arises inside of us because of our attachment to the symbol. On Yom Kippur afternoon in the Ela Eskara section of Musaf, we remember how our people suffered and were murdered when we had no country. We remember the tortuous deaths of Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel and Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Hanina ben Teradion. We also remember the horrors of the First Crusade and the destruction of Spanish Jewry and of course the Shoah. All of these events leave us speechless when we learn about them for the first time. History has taught us time and time again why we need Israel as our safe haven. It's also taught us what can happen when we have no homeland. I don't think that Gershom Shalom would have dreamt that Israel could accomplish so much as a startup nation and as a leader in so many disciplines under the banner of the Kahol Vilavan of the flag in these last 75 years. Israeli superstar Omer Adam played Meridian Hall a few weeks back. It was an amazing concert. Without any introduction, his first song was Hatikva. Behind him on stage was a massive screen with an Israel flag blowing in the wind. Later, as he sang his hit song, Moda Ani, he draped an Israel flag around him like a talit. 
and a room full of Israeli and diaspora Jews united at that moment. It was a glorious night for Israel lovers, no matter where we were born. There was such a positive feeling of unity in the air, and my usual desire to be Israel, to be in Israel multiplied a hundredfold. I also knew that while we were united downtown in Meridian Hall, the media the next day would not capture our experience. Rather, it would focus on the opposing sides of the current situation in Israel and not the warm feelings from downtown Toronto. Many Jews and Zionists are frustrated with the current crisis in Israel. I am one of them. It's front page news in the Jewish press for a reason. It's really scary. There have been moments when even I, a self-proclaimed optimist and Zionist, see an Israel flag and feel despair. Where will the Yatov, it'll be okay, come from? How can it get better? Sometimes I see that flag and I think, oi. Not so long ago, Canadian-Israeli Mati Friedman wrote, though we Israelis disagree a lot, we want to preserve the Israel envisioned in Israel's Declaration of Independence, rooted in Jewish history and proclaiming rights for minorities. That's the state we want. That's what the flag should represent. So here's the big question. What do we, diaspora Jews, diaspora Jews, want the Israel flag to symbolize for the next 75 years? My hope for the future is that we who live outside the state of Israel learn to come together under the flag like we did at that Omer Adam concert. All of us who love Israel, regardless of the perspective we bring to the table, are, as Dr. King wrote in 1963, caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. We need to band together under the flag, and we need to remember that it represents all Jews. Instead of dismissing other diaspora Jews who think differently than we do about Israel, we need to elevate the flag to be a symbol of Jewish unity, left, right, and center, because ainly Eretz Acheret, we have no other country. There is one Jewish country in the world, and it's tiny, and it belongs to all of us. We cannot afford to be detached or different. Those of us under 75 years of age were bequeathed a Jewish world that includes the state of Israel. And when I see her flag, I want it to continue to pierce my veins and my soul. Even if neither side is going to convince the other that they're right, we cannot let Israel distract from sinat chinam, from hatred for one fellow Jew. And even outside of Israel, we, diaspora jury, need to have tough conversations and be reminded about the things we share, not what divides us. And what so many Zionists have in common is the feeling we get when we see the Israel flag. More than 120 years ago, Martin Buber wrote, the time will come when on our soil, from our own homes, the flag of national freedom will fly in our land and will once more convey to our children the eternally new message for the Jewish people. Kenya Hiratson, Shana Tova.